You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, news editor of SD Times. Developer productivity is important to many companies, and they invest heavily into it by establishing programs to track metrics. Often companies will measure metrics such as how often a developer delivers code, how long it takes to push software to production, and how many changes are made per week. But does tracking those things actually improve productivity? Talking to me today to answer that question is Ives Junkaira, CEO of YourBase, which is a testing company. He feels that productivity can't be boiled down to a single metric and that if you focus too much on the numbers, you could lose sight of what's actually important. To kick things off, first I asked Ives if he thinks companies are actually able to gather metrics and measure productivity based off of those. Here's what he had to say. There are many different approaches. There are some uh, things to watch out for also, but the the way to get started is to survey your developers and trust uh, what they think is uh, things are happening. I, I think that um, it, it can definitely be done. It has been done by multiple companies. Uh, you can look around not only the Silicon Valley, but uh, uh, around the world. There, there are many companies that are successfully tracking their developer productivity and, and happiness. Do you, have any, do you know of any like specific examples of companies who have been kind of successful at tracking productivity or maybe what they're doing that sets them up for success? Yeah, there are many, many good examples. So, for example, uh, Slack, they do a great job at tracking their developer um, uh, satisfaction. Uh, also Yelp. And uh, there are many companies. I, I'm... I'm it's interesting that I, that the companies that we that I we you, you hear most often uh, doing a good job at that are in the Silicon Valley, but I, I'm sure that it's not exclusivity. Uh, I think that uh, I worked at Google for about ten years, and at, at Google they did a really really good job at tracking uh, developer satisfaction and developer productivity. I think that one thing that the uh, listeners should be aware if if they are not already is that it's it's probably a really bad idea to track uh, things like, oh, number of lines of code changed, uh, uh, changed or number of changes going, um, uh, or just overall number of, of, of developer uh, commits, uh, you know, uh, how many commits developers are doing in the code base and things like that. Those are activity numbers that some, sometimes they can correlate with productivity, but if you start measuring that and report what you're measuring, people can start gaming that. Uh, so that happened even at Google um, when they started tracking, you know, number of changes that people were doing in the code base. So people, some people start gaming that. So that's just something to keep aware. But if you if you stay away from from silly uh, metrics and you really try to measure what developers are are experiencing on a day to day basis, especially um, in a um, you can mix techniques for quantitative and qualitative, and you can get, definitely get to really good results um, that are that can really inform how your team um, can improve the company's uh, developer productivity. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned both developer satisfaction along with productivity, because when I think of measuring productivity, I feel like that could kind of have a negative connotation because um, it could mean mean like people feel like they have to kind of overwork themselves to like get their metrics up. But obviously, like happier developers tend to 
produce better work. So do you think that it's important that managers and leaders kind of approach it from that angle so they're not just focusing on productivity, but also not losing focus on other things such as um, preventing burnout and keeping up employee satisfaction? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those, those things are highly correlated, right? Satisfaction and productivity. And um, if you don't know which one is uh, hurting the other one or which one is you know, making the other one better, you just try to improve both at the same time and see what happens, uh, right? And I think that uh, it, 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 you, can't, you, you can't go wrong if you uh, design a careful way to survey all your, your developers and find out what they think. Uh, that that uh, if, you, if you do it in a careful way that, that really tries to extract actionable um, uh, insights, then you, you will just learn that, that, um, that may, there might be things that are unrelated to their, to their for example, day-to-day -day tooling. Maybe they just have too many meetings. Um, GitHub, for example, published some interesting results about their own surveys with, with developers. And again, they just confirmed that developer satisfaction and productivity are, are highly correlated. And they also shared some interesting techniques for how to design a careful survey that I found really interesting. For example, one, one thing that they do is they, rather than just saying, hey, the, the, does your Zoom meetings hurt your productivity? Rather than doing something like that, uh, that's probably not going to lead to any insightful in uh, uh, any really new insight. What they do that that I find really interesting is that they ask, okay, today, uh, how many meetings did you have? And then the person might answer. And then they say, how 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 was your productivity today? You know, good, bad, um, and make they make it really, really uh, a really really simple survey that maybe has two questions or so, and that leads to a let that let them to find out that you know maybe one zoom meeting is totally okay and one zoom meeting in the afternoon is the ideal and that's what you you want to try to get you want to try to get something actionable something that management can say oh wait it's not like people are asking that we don't have any meetings at all people are just asking that they are that that the meetings are at a reasonable time or that they have uh, that we have fewer meetings for example and it's definitely management's best interest to find out what are the things that are that are troubling um, the developers. And once uh, at the end of the day, the thing that we that we all learned is that developers want to develop, right? They like they want to write, we want to write code. We want to help customers. So if you, in general, if you trust. Uh, the developer to say when, when they say that something is not working for them in general you should you can probably listen you should listen and maybe try to find out the the, the rationale behind that and uh, you you can uncover a lot of things that that can really make the development team more productive like lack of empowerment and so forth so there's a lot of interesting things that you can find out from from even even a simple survey mm -hmm. you mentioned that it's important to track both like qualitative and quantitative metrics. Are there like specifics in each of those categories that every team should be kind of focusing on? Yeah, there's there uh, there's no uh, magic answer that works for every one out there. Um, 
because you know you have different types of software that is being created, different types of of release schedule. So, um, but in in general, uh, you know, painting with very broad strokes, the the things to um, that I would start with is first just try to get the the developer satisfaction in general. Um, some teams have used NPS scores for to track. Hey, how would you recommend our company's um, development environment or development tools to other folks that by itself, you, you can do that. And it, it lets you compare with a few other companies that have done that, but I don't strongly recommend this particular survey because it doesn't really, it's not really actionable for one side. And, um, you know, the scoring is a little weird. It's, it can be hard to interpret. Um, so I think that the, the what I would start is just asking a simple questions. Like, you know, how do you feel about about um, your 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 development environment? And maybe started with qualitative questions at first. Um, and on on more quantitative questions, um, what I would try to measure is how much time it takes to get a change to production. So that's the lead time to uh, software changes. Um, you can also look at um, deployment frequency, how many times you change your, your code in production. But the lead, the lead time to the delivering software that can also be written as, uh, can, can also be talked to as MTTR in the meantime to recovery. It, it's a very important metric because it captures, for example, the how, how quickly can your team recover uh, and fix a bug that has been shipped to production. And uh, you would be surprised. I mean, maybe you're, you would not be surprised, but it, I am surprised about how long it take it takes to correct some uh, to correct bugs in certain, in certain situations. You know, it, it, if it takes twelve hours to deliver a change to production, and you have a uh, you, you you uncover a critical bug, maybe a security bug, is it really going to take twelve hours to to like? Is it really really reasonable that it takes twelve hours to sh to ship code? So this mean time to recovery or lead time to to changes is important for security, but it also sets um, an it, it's part of an important equation for um, uh, determining how how much throughput your your develop your developer productivity system has. There's something out there called Little's law. Little's law is basically um, uh, uh, an organizational um, uh, uh, in, in, or, or in organizational theory, they figured out that um, the rate of changes in, in a, for example, in manufacturing or or just in a production system in general, and this also applies to developer, to to like software systems, they figured out that the frequency that you're changing your software will probably determine how fast we your uh, how much. Uh, changes you're, you're you're delivering to your customers, in general, um, because if if um, anyway, the important part being that uh, focus on uh, your lead time, measure measure the, your lead time to software changes. That can give you some important insights. It can also uh, uncover important pain points that developers on your team might have. Kind of moving forward past the like gathering metrics and then actually like kind of going through the results and stuff. Do you have any advice for like actually like taking action on some of the insights that um, people learn from these surveys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, of course, you you should share results with um, your executive leadership. They they need to understand what is going on. 
Um, they may empower you to make some decisions that you, you thought might not be possible. For example, if you're if you're an engineering manager, it might surprise you to to hear that maybe your VPs or people higher up in your organization or your CEO, if you're a smaller company, maybe they are okay with empowering your developers to say no to meetings, for example, right? Uh, so it's it's a very good idea to go and share those results with management to see if they can actually help some help some of those solve some of those problems for you. Um, and then I think that it's you, you try to carve out what are the next steps uh, based on what you learned. Uh, you can then decide, for example, all right, so these are the important metrics that we're going to be tracking over time. And these are the metrics that we want to really affect. And, and then you make decisions about what uh, changes to make. You, make. you might be making procedural changes, like, for example, let's reduce meetings. Or you, you have no, um, or accumulate all your meetings in one day. I don't know, whatever works for, for people out there. A lot of companies have no no meetings on on Fridays or or, or so um, that that could be uh, the kind of change that, that you could make it like a more of a procedural change or organizational change. Um, but it, you could also look into uh, adopting tooling or adopting uh, new um, new new technologies, new new build system, new uh, like look into uh, new technologies that could that could help uh, improve things. Or um, in some cases, it could make sense to actually start, establish a team that is looking at developing, developing productivity full time. So this is the path actually that I've seen multiple companies taking. Um, they maybe they maybe there's a, a crisis where, for example, their build time uh, is too is too long, and it's really frustrating engineering, and it's causing it's making making it difficult for people to, to ship. Um, but at the same time, it's nobody's uh, specific responsibility. So they end up, um, nobody ends up owning that problem. And uh, we've seen happening with several companies that, uh, out there. No, most companies I would say these days end up having a developer productivity team. They figured out that you have to give that problem to someone to own and drive it. Uh, if you if you uh, establish a team or you just make someone that that they can really own developer productivity, they can take the 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 findings that your team um, made th that you made on, on your surveys on your research, and they can then uh, start carving out projects for for attacking the most important problems. Um, and those can be technical, they can be again procedurals, but uh, but. It will depend on um, many situations. And from that, um, you need to go back to the developers and figure out, hey, did, did, did it work? You know, um, your service should not just happen once. Uh, you should um, make the survey and then go try to fix those problems and then, you know, run the survey again uh, and find out if uh, you always need a feedback loop, right, to make any, any important changes. So you need to find out if it worked or not. Um, and I, I remember Yelp, for example, mentioned that some of the measures that they that they that they have are so hard to change. Uh, and Slack um, uh, have said the same thing that depending on the measure that that you're that that you're focused on, it can be super super difficult to change those things, um, depending on the metric. Um, but cert certain metrics can, are, can 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 be more easy can be easier to affect. 
Um, and in in any case, you should watch out for that. You should watch out for maybe the measure that you're that you're tracking will take quarters to change, right? Will take very long projects to succeed uh, for your team to, for example, start liking your developer tools or or start um, saying that they would recommend your company to be a good place for their, them to work. This is, for example, one of the key things that I've seen many companies are doing, you know, they want to retain developers. So they are asking developers, hey, would you recommend this company as a place to work, like in terms of the development tooling, the development environment? And uh, this kind of, of question is super important, but it's also the hardest to change. Uh, so I think that people should be patient, you know, um, when, when they are um, trying to affect those. But I've seen so much success, especially on software change and, and like lead time to, to delivering software changes. It's one of the most straightforward ways to, to um, like really transform how, how, you, how fast your engineering uh, is and how, and how fast it feels like day-to-day to developers. So this is an area that we've seen companies focused on, focusing on for, um, at first and you know, successfully. We're nearing the end of the episode, but um, before we end things, um, I just wanted to ask if there's a like a key takeaway that you'd want listeners to take away from this episode. What would it be? Yeah, uh, if you, I think the key takeaway is you, you, um, there are small things that you can do that can have a big impact for your developer productivity and happiness. Um, the, the key thing to do is to ask your developers, uh, go find out uh, if, if you don't wanna run a formal survey, at least do it informally and go work on those things and carve out time on your engineering, on your development team to work on those things. Um, so that's the key takeaway. Um, if if you're if you're a team that are, you're like maybe underwater, you're struggling. There's so much work. It can be hard to do these things, but it's actually it could be the big the biggest thing that 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 can impact that can help your team uh, in the next year, right? In this year, in the next. So um, don't don't neg- neglect that. It can make a huge difference, and it can mean the world to the developers that are working day to day and suffering, you know, through those issues uh, all the time. Yeah. Great. Well, I wanted to thank you for talking to me today. I think this is a topic that a lot of people will find interesting. So I hope people take some of what you've said and apply it in their own development teams. Yeah, I hope so. Um, thank you uh, for for um, for uh, this conversation, Jane. It was great. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thanks again for listening to What the Dev. We'll be back again next week for a new episode of the podcast. 